powerful Word of God. Uh, can save lives, heal broken hearts, heal sickness. And here's our prayer. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Just turn to your neighbor and love on them. Let them know they're very, very special. All right. We want to make sure that they feel loved. Amen and amen. Got a opening video for you to watch uh, this morning in preparation for the message. So, Jeff, if you'll go ahead and play that. Axeb sank to the bottom of a river. The prophet Elisha tossed a stick into the water. God caused the axehead to float to the surface. Get ready to get your spiritual edge back and experience God's ridiculous recovery. How many of you have ever gotten up one day and said, Man, I forgot where I put, and then fell in the blank? Every day. <laughs> yeah. Have you done the glasses thing and they're on your head? Right. I can't find them. Cell phone. Anybody bought a cell phone? Uh, I misplaced my cell phone. And then I've got it on vibrate, so it doesn't do any good to call the number, right? Or if you've got a phone like Don's, it doesn't really matter. It's no flip phone, so. Oh, okay, excuse me. I'm speaking out of turn here. So. Here's a real phone. Boy, right there. It's, as the commercial said, it still works. Why should I replace it, right? (laughs) So. Keys. How many, how many lose keys on a regular basis? Can't find my keys. Don't know where they're going. All right. It's, it's just, you get forgetful. We all do. And sometimes we need to be reminded that it's okay to be forgetful. <laughs> and we lose, we start to lose our edge. That's where I'm going. Uh, boy, you used to have that memory, you used to be able to do, and, and now you're starting to slip. Room to room. Forget why I came into this room. Okay. <laughs> Boy, yeah, he's starting to get personal here. We finish up our series on Elisha today. In week one, we talked about burning plows. In week two, digging ditches. In week three, gathering up jars full of oil. But today's miracle that we're going to talk about is probably one of the oddest miracles that Elisha ever performed uh, when you compare the list of what he had been a part of and what he had done. He healed a poisoned body of water which saved the whole community. Uh, He raised a boy from the dead. He provided for a widow who would have lost her two sons after also losing her husband, he healed Naaman in Second Kings 5, a commander of uh, the had leprosy, after he went and dipped seven times in the river. In the river that he didn't want to, he thought it was a dirty river. He didn't want to go to that river. Isn't there a better river I can go to? Uh, he blinded an entire army to move forward the things of God in the battle. I mean, he did some pretty significant things. And today I want us to look at Elisha, a ridiculous recovery. The 
book we're going to talk about today, there was a man who borrowed an axe and was chopping on a tree, and the axe head flew off the stick, the, the, the post there, uh, that he was swinging with, the handle, and it fell into the water. And then Elisha, man of God, he takes a stick, throws the stick into the water, and the axe head floats to the top. Man, you can't, you can be, do better in Hollywood than this right here. And you might say, wow, that's a neat deal, but what does it mean? <coughs> What's he trying to teach us? Well, I think there's several things. One thing that you need to know, though, is that iron was a very valuable uh, commodity in this day and age. It was hard to come by. And the prophet had been studying with a uh, younger person who lost the accent, and this particular person was very poor, so there was no way for him to repay or buy back for the uh, person he borrowed it from a replacement of that accent. So he was in kind of trouble. He was a student, and you know how students are. Students don't make a lot of money. Uh, they eat a lot of ramen noodles. How many of you remember eating ramen noodles? And maybe you still eat ramen noodles, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except, except for the salt content, which my kidney doctor said I can't have anymore. He asked me one day, he said, do you own a salt shaker? I said, evidently not anymore. <laughs> so, uh, I miss my salt, but that's okay. I've learned to live without it. But God, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that God cares about even the little details of our lives. I mean, what's the significance of an axe head flying off of a handle? Really? I mean, in the bigger scope and scheme of things in life, what's the big deal about it? Well, God cares about even the little things. He laughs sometimes at some things that we care about, but He still cares that we care. You know, even if, even to the point of losing your cell phone, misplacing your cell phone. Uh, what's that one commercial where the where the guy is mayhem? Isn't it? A, it's an insurance commercial, isn't it? And he plays mayhem, and he's under the seat going. Rrr, rrr. It's your it's your phone on silent, and the guy's reaching for it, and finally, right, you know, runs in the back of somebody. He said, "Boy, it's just he's just the way he is." He said, "Mayhem like me." <laughs> he walks off. But even even those little things, God cares about us. Now, wants to. Let's go ahead and dive into the story. Because there's some other valuable principles that we need to know and we need to uh, stay, you know, get, get hold of. And uh, let me, by context, set the stage for you. Remember, Elisha was mentored by the prophet Elijah. And so we see Elisha now mentoring the next generation of young prophets who wanted to learn from him. So Elisha built this basically the school for prophets and there were so many that came that the they actually outgrew the building that they were meeting in. Wouldn't it be a blessing for us to outgrow the building that we meet in? You know, it's possible. With all things uh God is possible. And uh we pick up the story in Second Kings six, 
So if you have those Bibles, be sure and turn there to 2 Kings chapter 6. And we're going to pick it up at verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 1. And it says, The company of the prophets said to Elisha, Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. It's been said that churches tend to stop growing numerically when there is that uh, feeling of, well, I'm, I'm cramped in here. I'm cramped in here. Uh, it used to be 80%. Now it's 70%. So when the, when the room is 70% full, they're feeling cramped in here. Okay? We still got a ways to go to get that 70%. But, hallelujah. Uh, let's, let's pray for that day, right? But, uh, in verse 2 he says, Well, let us go to the jail where each of us can get a pole and let us build a place for us to meet, he said. Go. Then one of the students says, Won't you please come with us, your servants? I will, Elisha said. And he went with them and they went to the jail and began to cut down trees. Now here's where the story gets him. You know, he, take, he takes the leadership role. He says, We need a bigger place, so let's go start cutting some trees down. Let's make it better. And sometimes that's what you have to do with the church. Is you utilize what you have, but sometimes you gotta make it different. You gotta make it, knock a wall down here, or paint, repaint a wall there, or lay a different kind of flooring here. I don't know. But let's see what God wants done. And what God wanted done here. So as one was cutting down the tree, let's continue to read on. The iron axe head fell in the water. Oh, Lord, my Lord, he cries. It's not that he didn't curse. He didn't use any bad words. He just said, Oh, Lord, my, uh, my Lord. My Lord, it was borrowed. And the man of God says, Where did it fall? Underline that phrase in your Bible. Where did it fall? And when he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick, threw it there, made the iron float. Then he said, lift it out. Underline that phrase. Lift it out. And the man reached out his hand and he took it. Now, beside God caring for little details, there's one major point that I want you to embrace. And if you're taking notes, it's there in the top of your, of your notes, of your outline that I have in your bulletin. And it's this. God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. When I can't find something at home, oftentimes I will sit down and say, Okay, Lord, help me retrace my steps clearly so that I can find what it was. That, that, and guess what? I usually find what I'm looking for right where I left it. Have you noticed that? Right where you left it. It's not that I've put it down and somebody moved it. It's right where I left it, I finally find it. But I often think it's because I first of all want to pray and I ask God to uh, help me to see it. And for see, some of you are struggling. You may have lost your spiritual edge, so to speak. For some, you might recognize that there was a time when you had committed uh, Christians around you helping build your faith, encouraging you in the things that matter the most. 
Then you've looked around lately and some of the friends that you used to hang around, you don't hang around anymore. And the males that you're hanging around, they're not the best to be hanging around. Some of you, there was a time when you served at church and you were thrilled to get me you just couldn't wait to get there. You were excited to see people. You were excited to see those you hadn't seen all week. And you were, you were really, really serving, using the gifts that God has blessed you with. And you were really fulfilled in that. But somewhere that's begun to slip away. And you're not serving as you used to. And you've gotten busy or whatever else has gotten in the way. For some there was a time when you had a passion for prayer. I mean, it didn't matter what it was, but you were on your knees in prayer about whatever that situation was. Whether it's a personal thing at home, whether it's at work, or whether it's in the church. You were that person. Uh, I miss our prayer warriors that we've had here at the church. I, I miss Geneva. Geneva is a prayer person. You all knew that. She she ate, slept, and breathed prayer. Believe that on my heart. I knew that when she prayed, she meant it. <laughs> and if she didn't get an answer, she would talk to God about it, and God would let her know. Slow down, Geneva, slow down. I don't know what he'd tell her. But he did talk to her, didn't he? Because there was times when she would tell me, I got a word. And what would I do every time she said, I've got a word? Well, hush, Geneva, you can't talk about that in church. You're just a woman. <laughs> Easy for me to say, well, here, she's not here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you're right. But I would always allow her to speak because if God was speaking to her or to you, we need to hear about what God's saying to your heart. So you never know. You never know. But maybe you were that kind of a person and, and boy, some, for some reason that slipped away. Maybe you're, some of you might be struggling with how your standards have eroded. You know, boy, you used to have a stand on this and you weren't going to compromise and then, I don't know, life happens and things get, oh boy, and you start to, you start to slip. The reality is, is that it can happen on us because we have a spiritual enemy whose mission, his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy everything that matters to the heart of God. That's the enemy you and I fight. And that's the enemy we face. So today I want us to apply two lessons. So the first one, if you're taking your notes, learn your notes, we need to be honest. We need to be honest about where we lost it. We need to be honest where we lost it. Look at verse 6. The man of God, Elisha, he says, Where did it fall? Remember, I should underline that. Where did it fall? That's important to never forget. Because you need to backtrack and find out what caused you or where that you lost that edge, that, that spiritual drive that kept you going for the Lord. What caused you to lose it? Where did it go? Where did you drop it? 
Couldn't get any area of discipline. Boy, I used to be real disciplined. I would do memories, memory of scripture per week. I would do Bible reading each day. I would have a time of prayer blocked out of my schedule. And then for some reason, I let those get away. Maybe you were a person who really searched the Word. You really wanted to know what the Word of God said on a certain area. So, well, you were, you were a searcher of the Word of God. You wanted to know what this book said. Maybe it's in the area of tithing. You either do it at one time or you haven't done it at all and you're just afraid. Well, I don't have much. I don't really. Hey, get your heart right with God. Tithing will help you do that. When you put money out of your pocket and put it into the offering plate, whew, that's big. That's big. All right? You used to do some things and you used to stop... Maybe you thought that your secret wasn't going to hurt anyone. You know, sometimes we have things that we have hidden in our life that we don't think anybody's ever going to know. It's never going to hurt anybody because it's just something I'm doing. Guess what? Has ripple effects. Has ripple effects. Maybe you've gotten hurt by somebody. I mean, they have said stuff to you that has just cut you to the core. And because of the way you've handled all that, It's caused your heart to grow hard. Be honest about where you lost it. Then the second thing I want you to remember, and first was be honest with what you lost. And secondly, with God's help, take back what you lost. Verses 6 and 7. Where did you lose the axe head? And when he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it there and made the iron float. And then he said, what? Lift it out. Everybody say that. Lift it out. You know, we started a couple weeks ago about digging ditches. You know, God can see the water, and He will see the water, but sometimes He wants us to dig the ditches to collect the water before the water ever comes. God knew that the widow needed oil, so he tells Elisha to tell her to bring him empty pots, no matter what size, bring them in. And what was the story? As long as there was an empty pot in that house, the oil kept flowing. Once the empty pots got filled, and there were no more empty pots, the oil stopped flowing. What's the lesson for you and me? Never get filled to the top. Always be ready to receive more. Always ready to be ready to receive more. God can make an axe head float an item that is solid iron. But as He makes it float, He wants our involvement and our involvement is to lift it out of the water. So whatever it is that God needs you to do, do it. Don't depend on somebody else to do it. You do it. You do it. You do what you can do, and you trust God to do what you can't do. I'm so tired of having to ride around on a scooter and walk on my tiptoes on my left foot because... Of a, of a suture that the doctor used to sew my foot back up stuck in my foot 
and made a hole. We're still trying to get that hole to seal eight months later. It's frustrating. You're frustrated, aren't you? Some of you are scared when I drive this. I've left marks all over the church. I even put a hole in one door. Well, hey, the door is in my way. I mean, I'm telling you. Sometimes I get in a little bit bigger hurry than I need to be. I'm grateful for this. I used to laugh at these. I used to say, man, I'll never have to use one of those things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grateful for these tools. Because that's what these are, aren't they? Coach Trimble's in a wheelchair that uh, someone donated to him. But he has to, it's one of those that he can move with his thumb. Because that's about all that still works. <laughs> well, he's going down fast. Going down fast. I love what Revelation 2 verses 4 and 5 say. Jesus is speaking to a church of people who are like many of us are today. He says, you have forsaken the love you had at first. And then Jesus said, consider how far you've fallen. And so his encouragement to them is a one word. Repent. Repent. Sin your soul, turn back, come home, turn from your sin, turn from your apathy, turn from your complacency, repent. And he says, repent and do what? He says, repent and do the things you did at first. Sin and I have been married 40 years, almost 41 years. No, it was be 41 years. That's hard for me to wrap my mind around sometimes. But you know what? I still need to rekindle my love for her. I still need to let her know how much I love her by doing little things. By bringing her, for instance, last night, I made dinner last night and brought her dinner. Wasn't I a good husband? I'll wait for you to say amen. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the love. Well, it was actually pizza. I mean, I can't really, you know, it's, it's pizza. But hey, I baked it, brought it to her. She seemed happy. We're all good. I always wanted in there, brother. Coach, I always wanted in there. But he says, do the things you did at first. Now, let's think about when you first became a believer in Christ. Weren't you on fire? Weren't you on fire that just came inside of you? I mean, hey! What are you telling anybody? You couldn't yell, hey, I couldn't wait to get there. Give me a look, man. How are you ready? Teach me, brother. Teach me, brother. Teach me, brother. And you're just warning people. You're hungry for it. And then something happens. You start going to church on a regular basis. And you start watching the people around you. And you think, they're just as hungry as you are, aren't they? Woo! Man. And pretty soon you notice that they don't even carry a Bible. Pretty soon you notice they don't even want to open it. Pretty soon you notice that they don't smile at all anymore. They sit there. They sing the song, I shall not be moved in one minute. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Yeah. I mean, they like it. Joy in the Lord. Yeah, can you hear them saying, I got joy. Joy in the Lord. 
You can't hardly say that without smiling, can you? Oh, well, they can. <laughs> and so you get a little discouraged and you begin to not do the things that you did at first. And Jesus is saying, get back to doing what you did at the first. If once you were a person of prayer, get back to it. If once you were a person who sought the Lord, get back to it. If you were a person who was willing to witness to others, get back to it. You see, you've got to get back to the things that, that you loved at the first. Repent and do the things you did at first. You can be that person that God needs you to be if you just get busy and do what you did at the first. In fact, in Deuteronomy 30, verses 3-5, through 5, it says, God will, God will restore everything you want. He will have compassion on you. He'll come back and pick up the pieces from all the places you were scattered. No matter how far away you end up, God, your God, will get you out of there. And He'll bring you back to the land your ancestors once possessed 80 years again. He'll give you a good life and make you more numerous than your ancestors. And why would God do that? Because we serve a God who specializes in helping people find what they did not mean to lose. And that's how good our God is. When He makes the axe head float, you lift it out. When God sends a wave of growth in your life, ride the wave. Ride that wave. I don't know what God's got in store for our church, but I know one thing, we're never going to compromise the Word of God. We will stand on this Word. If the government says, preacher, you can't preach certain things from this book, then they might as well come the next Sunday because when I have time to preach, probably won't get preached. I'm going to preach from this book. And I'll say what it says in this book. And if they don't like it, and if you don't like it, take it up with somebody else besides me. I'm just doing what the man told me to do. Well, preacher, you need to, you know, you need to kind of evolve. I don't need to evolve anywhere. I just need to get more in here. That's what's wrong with evolving, is you forget what you first did. Amen? Okay, I'll wait. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting. But when God makes the axe head float, you and I need to lift it out. Lift it out. Because then we can begin to experience victory in our life. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would do a divine healing work in hearts today in this building. Would there be somebody here today that would admit that they had lost it? They had it at one time, but now they've lost it. There was a time when they were more passionate than they are now. There was a time when they were more intimate with you than they are now. There was a time when they were more on fire than they are now. There was a time when they cared more than they care now. I lost it, and I went back. And with God's help, I lifted out. I, I let my spiritual edge back. Is there someone today, God, that would make that claim?
And Father, I pray that in this very moment, this very hour, that there would be divine spiritual breakthroughs in lives in this room. I pray that tears would even flow right now. That God, that we would break even before you, recognizing just how far we've fallen, how far we've drifted. That we repent and commit to do the things that we once did, to have the faith that we once had. Oh God, even though we may not feel anything, we may not even fully know what we believe, God, we commit to seek after you. God, we will do what only we can do. And we will trust you to do only what you can do. And God, we pray that you will restore that spiritual passion to a greater place than we've ever experienced before. God, that we would be so overflowing in your love that whatever we, we, we do, wherever we go, people will want what we have. They will want your grace and your goodness and your presence and your power and your spirit. Oh God, help us find what we didn't mean to lose. And for those who are in deep darkness, we thank you that your light pierces that darkness and light always wins. God, help us to be restored to where we were before with even more passion to live more fully for you. And God, if there's just one here today that's ready to make a decision for you, would you encourage them to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.